Hi everyone and welcome to season two of my podcast, A Dose of Danny. I'm so keen to be bringing you guys this new chapter of my podcast, mainly because I was able to get my hands on a mic. Shout out to Charlotte for giving me this and I'm hoping from here on out the audio and overall production quality will keep improving. Also, the last few episodes have been more special feature type of episodes and so I'm really excited to jump straight back into the swing of things that I used to have. And I'm so, so excited to be bringing you guys this episode with Ankita from At University Podcast. She's officially my first guest that has their own podcast. I guess Shannon as well now has a podcast or they're at the time of recording for my podcast she didn't but nonetheless check out at top six with shaz on wherever you get your podcast but yeah this episode was all about the pandemic productivity and purpose it's really not much more to explain to that so i hope you guys enjoy this episode all the links to where you can find Ankita and university podcasts will be down in the description box and without further ado let's jump right on in All righty, welcome Ankita to A Dose of Danny. <laughs> Hello, I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. You're officially my first guest who has a podcast themselves. Yay. Which is so exciting. Um, just to kick us off, I guess, uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, what are you studying? Who are you? How do we know each other? Um, and yeah, a little bit about your podcast, I guess. Okay. So I'm Ankita and I am in my third year now of commerce and law. Um, so yeah, I've got two more years to go, but getting there slowly but surely. And I we met through like a university program. I guess that's probably yeah, the best way. I guess we can call it like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can call it that. Um, and then um, I was just asking everyone about themselves and then Danny told me that she has a podcast and I was like, no way, I have a podcast. And then we just kind of got chatting from there and then here we are. Here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been running my podcast, university podcast, for almost two years now um, and it's just a podcast all about uni life, variety of topics, anything related to uni. And it's just something that I've always wanted I wanted to have when I was a first year and I couldn't find it. So I thought, why not make one um, for other oh, yeah. people? Yeah. So good. So yeah. And you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, I guess. Wherever you get your podcasts. Um, the nor- the usual places like Spotify and Apple and like iHeartRadio, I think it's on a few places yeah. like that as well. So, yeah. It's really cool because like both of us use different kind of platforms and ways of recording so like uh we'll be recording Ankita's podcast episode after this and it's just interesting what kind of software we're using although like from my point on this is like the fanciest setup I've ever had like with the mic (laughs) and everything but either way we're just two uni students at UNSW just doing our thing you know (laughs) and running our independent podcast just for some fun (laughs) um yeah but yeah thanks for that so yeah we're both at UNSW um and yeah just cruising through this very strange time and so today's topic is all about the pandemic productivity and purpose so centering around those themes we're just going to be talking about all things to do with those three topics and I know things have been quite doom and gloom recently so 
I just really wanted to ask overall how you're doing, how you're tracking, and also instead of asking, you know, what things have been tricky, and we'll get to that in a bit, but I wanted to ask yeah. about something good in your life recently or in the, in, in the last week or even today. So, yeah, how you're overall doing and something good in your life. Oh, okay. So I'm overall doing good, uh, a lot better than uh, when, like, I guess – the like stay at home and all the restrictions started just because I think personally I take a lot of time to get used to change so when a massive change happens I just feel like I'm a deer in headlights and I don't know what I'm doing and everything's going wrong um but then as the time's gone on I've been able to sort of like get a new routine and stick to it um so that's probably so now I'm doing a lot better and I find that I know what I'm doing um I don't feel like confused or uncertain if what I'm doing is right or like yeah it's just like at the beginning I really struggled to get used to it but now I'm doing a lot better and I know I know for a little while I had an issue with like things were opening up I don't know if you felt this but like things were opening up but like there were still cases and it was still kind of like this like middle bit where there was still like about like people were still getting sick but then it was like not too bad to have everything closed yeah, um, economy, and that, right? yeah, that, yeah, the economy idea, but that <laughs> middle bit was also a bit of a struggle just to like decide whether or not to do certain things or go, you know, to people's places and stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was also a little bit confusing, but now I'm doing a lot better and it's been really great that um, cases have been coming down as well, so I can do more. Um, yeah. In terms of good things, I have actually been cooking a lot. These, so good. Um, <laughs> Haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. And I found like I really, yeah, I really caught on to it. I was someone who like hated cooking. I still don't love it, but like I've really learned a lot of stuff and yeah. just been more organized because before I used to eat like at really weird times and it was just all a mess. So really yeah, that, I've just <laughs> yeah. had a little bit more time to like cook and stuff like that and just kind of look after myself. So I guess that's been a good thing. And today I made yeah. some fried rice, which was really nice actually, and I just uh, ate it before recording. So so, yeah. <laughs> are you living with your family or are you with like flatmates or what's the deal? I'm living with my family at the moment. So that's been nice as well like, to spend more time with family, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning everyone was home yeah, yeah um, but yeah that's, that. yeah that's also like negatives because everyone's screaming and yelling and you're trying to do work <laughs> yeah um, for sure yeah. respecting each other's yeah space work and time. routine yeah, and work yeah. time <laughs> I feel yeah. yeah that's so good to hear um it actually segues really nicely into kind of the first question that I had in mind and it's just mm-hmm. this idea of getting used to uh the situation at hand so I wanted to ask, like, how has the way you approach uni particularly um, changed since when the pandemic first hit? So I know you you mentioned stuff about routine and we'll get to that as well. But, yeah, like how has your approach and also mindset changed about it? Because I know for me it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Like I was on exchange, had to come back abruptly. It took me quite a long time to get my head wrapped around finalizing my stuff from exchange and also like jumping straight back into UNSW content like the buffer period was like two weeks between when I finished stuff at the UK university and then starting UNSW work 
So yeah, how has your approach and mindset progressed or changed or developed, I guess, uh, compared to the beginning of the pandemic and first now? Yeah, on the exchange mm-hmm. point, we just recently, I just recently did an episode of that with one of yeah. my friends as well that was in a similar situation and I totally, oh my God, I learned so much that day about yeah. your guys' struggles. <laughs> so like all props to you because it was, yeah. That, that was a yeah, bit of a nightmare, <laughs> bit of a nightmare. <laughs> um, but in terms of me, I think the biggest thing for me has been like the way I study and like mm. the academic side of it. Because now a lot of um, stuff's online. Like a lot of my courses now, there's a lot of work to do online by yourself and you just have to do it and learn it by yourself. Um, And sometimes there'll be like hour-long videos that you just have to watch. And that sort of organisation to that level I haven't ever done before. So you're sort of organising 90% of the course yourself. Um, and then 10% might be like in person or face-to-face like um, online but like synchronous you know at the same time like a class but that has probably been the biggest struggle for me because a lot of the time I'm behind and I'm still often behind uh, and just trying it's full on it's, it's full, really on. And full on exactly and some weeks is like for any normal person there's just too much like too many videos yeah. to watch too many readings to do and then you might have an assignment on the side and that prioritization and sort of like feeling like I'm doing the right thing, if that makes sense. Like I'm always, mm-hmm. when I'm doing one subject, I'm like, oh, but should I be working on that, you know, that reading or yeah. that video? How should I split my time exactly. across the subjects? Yeah. That's probably been like the biggest for me. And I'm still going through it. But, yeah, just like coming to terms with, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to finish it all this week. How am I going to spread it out? And the prioritisation. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah, as we've kind of gotten, quote, unquote, used to online learning, I guess we we become more accustomed to how we prioritise and what we Mm prioritise. But I'd have to say, like, it's still tricky, you know. Oh, Um, yeah. I feel so much more relaxed this term because I'm not doing three subjects. So in case anyone who's listening is unsure about how UNSW structure works, essentially a full kind of academic load is doing three courses um, in two terms and two courses in one term, but you can choose to do three, three, three or have a lighter load. Um, But I definitely have this sense of like I need to maximise the most out of this situation kind of mindset (laughs) so Mm -hmm. I've been pretty I think harsh on myself to take on that full load and technically I overloaded last term with the extra credits from exchange but there was just some admin stuff that compelled me to do that but anywho yeah so I think it's been nice for me personally to get uh, like come to terms with the situation and let myself breathe a little bit because I had a period I don't know if it's if it's been like this for you, but uh, I imagine law can be pretty busy even though you oh, because especially you're in the later years and you have lots more law subjects. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I had a period last term where I did about four essays in one month and this is yeah. on top of doing other content and keeping up with weekly lectures and readings and it's a lot. It's not easy. So it's it's great to hear that. Um, yeah, you've been able to kind of come to terms with it a little bit more. Um, oh, definitely. So, yeah. 
It's great. Um, so in terms of structure, I know structure is something for me personally that I really rely on. It kind of is like a driving force of, I guess, my routine and just the way I see my day unfolding. I'm definitely not the person that, you know, accounts for every single thing that I want to want make happen in a day, but I have a rough idea. So my kind of question, I guess, to you is, is structure something you've always valued? And once again, has your relationship with it changed throughout the pandemic? Or have you become more, I don't know, passionate about having structure in your life because so much of that has been taken away from us. You know, the inability to go to classes on campus and just overall uncertainty with like how your day or week is going to unfold because of job changes or, you know, even different changes within your family dynamics and how you're used to interacting. So yeah, how has that been in terms of your structure and your routine? Yeah, I mean, it's like structure has always been like such a, like me, structure and I have had a complicated relationship, <laughs> I would say, yeah. because okay. back in the, like, when I say back in the day, but like back before the pandemic, it feels like back in the day, um, <laughs> but before, before like these, this situation started, I used to be like, I tried to be really structured, but almost to the point where it was like impossible. Mm. Um, so I would even try to like do my time. It's like I would write times. I'd be like from 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. I'm, you know, eating breakfast and getting ready and having a shower. Like I would be that like specific. And oh, wow. the issue with that is that it, it doesn't work because life happens. And obviously I'm in Sydney with my family as well. And when you have family with you, like things happen and people need help with something and things change. Yep. And I'm sure anyone yep. can relate. <laughs> um, or someone's coming over that you didn't even know about and now you have to go and yep. say to them. Um, so, Big mood. Yeah. <laughs> I relate so much. <laughs> so I feel like that like finely selected and like mapped out structure didn't work for me. Um, but then I would try days where I would just wake up and see what I want to do, you know, during the pandemic. Because I first tried that in the pandemic and I found that with like family and stuff, it just wasn't possible to be, be that perfect. And then I would say, okay, let's just wake up and see what I want to do. And then I found that I'd be confused and I'd be a little bit lazy. Um, and then not having any structure sort of affected me negative, negatively as well. Yeah. So I had to find, and I'm still finding that like middle ground where I'm more at like a to-do list stage rather than a um, structure stage. Also, I found, like, all the online work takes way longer than you put down for. Oh, my like, God, right? Like, <laughs> it's if, it's a, if it's an hour video, it takes me, like, an hour and a half because they speak. Like, what's on the slide is, like, 10% of what they're saying. And they're saying it so yep. fast. And I'm just, like, trying to yep. type it all out. And, and I have to go so back. tiring. Like, even a one-hour cheat after I finish, I'm like, oh. I need the rest it of the is. day off. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It really yeah. is. Um, and I didn't. I I didn't even realize that. So I would put down like mm. exact timings, and it wouldn't work out. And I think I still do want. I'm still trying to have a structure. I still do want structure, but my relationship with it has sort of evolved into being 
like a to-do list that is sort of flexible. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's such a good way of looking at it because, I mean, as is anything in life, but I feel like structure and this balance between spontaneity and being planned is something that's so important for your adult life. Um, Just because Mm -hmm. after high school, things are a lot more up in the air. And I mean, everyone knows that university is such an independent time, independent time. Um, And it's even more so the case for during this period. So that's really, really great to hear. Um, Yeah, to kind of move on, I feel like this idea of productivity and making the most out of your day and structuring and having a good routine in lockdown has been something that has been romanticized quite a lot as well. So I personally sometimes feel like the way I go about my day often is not necessarily a true reflection of how I want the day to unfold. It's so easily influenced by what I see on Instagram and what other people are doing to make the most out of their day and what I'm seeing on TikTok. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. TikTok has permeated so like pervasively and into like everyone's um, life and routine. It's so interesting. Um, Yeah, so I just wanted to kind of ask you how has that relationship been? I know this entire thing is about like relationships and how we view certain things, but I feel like that's just the divining thing of this year. <laughs> but yeah, how you have dealt with like different influences from social media and this idea of romanticizing productivity and your life in lockdown. Cause I've definitely felt down a lot of the times and I've taken about a week off Instagram on two different occasions. And I felt like that really helped because mm-hmm. I wasn't viewing my life and its worth through the lens of a romanticized filter on Instagram. And I feel like this is stuff we've already known. Like we know that Instagram is just a highlights reel, but I feel like it's been more intense throughout this period because it's been the only ways that we could connect with the people around us. So, yeah, mm-hmm. what's that been like for you? Um, yeah, we, we actually – I did an episode – similar to this and we talked about this productivity trend and also how it's a lot of people in like our age group mm-hmm. um that are that are posting this sort of content like when I say our age group like probably like 18 to mid 30s that kind of like age group and yeah I've definitely noticed it the heightened like videos that start at like 5am and people have already like exercised and done so much work by like 8am um and yeah, I've I've seen all that, and I definitely at the beginning felt dejected by it because it wasn't something I could even achieve. Like I could achieve it for a day or two, but not maintain. Yep. Um, and yeah, I really really struggled with that. Uh, one of the things I actually did is unfollowed everyone on Instagram that wasn't like a friend, as in. If they were just like love that um, detox. Yes, if it was so just like good. a celebrity or like like I've only I only follow friends and some like comedy, like a couple of like funny pages, and that's about it. But um, like meme pages because they're funny. But <laughs> you need a little I don't, bit of that in your life. Yeah, I need a little bit of that. Everyone but does. I don't follow like the influencers um, mm. or the, like 
the models or whatever else is whoever else I used to I used to follow like probably over 100 people that were just like like that and that really used to deject me a lot um also because they just seem to be doing so much so much exciting stuff during um lockdown like you know people that had like exciting things happening and things coming out and like releases and stuff that was just like oh my gosh what am I doing um in this period like I'm just kind of getting through uni online yeah so that has really helped and it also helps me spend less time because I get the tick like you've seen everything tick a lot Mm -hmm. like pretty much Mm -hmm. every all the time there's only like one new post on my feed at any one time so that has been really good um and I think the other thing is just like realizing comparison isn't isn't going to help me um, yeah. I used to do that a lot as well, comparing myself to other people. Also, comparing yourself to people online, you don't you don't really know what their everyday is like. You know, that's just one day, um, yeah. and that has been a journey though. Like the not comparing thing, I still I'm still working on it, and it's been a journey. But that sort of helped me handle this like productivity trend and like influence because it's a lot, and I don't think it's manageable every day and if it is I think it takes a lot more time than you know it's going to take a long time to have all those habits um so that's just flows like there are days where up early and you feel like doing a lot that day but then there's other days you're like shit and you just have to kind of yeah I feel like this period has probably heightened our collective ability to recognize that uh, like the different layers of privilege, actually. Like you say, mm-hmm. oh, there's some people who have been doing so much. And, I mean, that's fantastic. And I feel like for the most part there's been really productive conversations about this, how, you know, you don't need to come out of quarantine learning a new language or learning a new skill. I feel like that conversation was made really early on, which is really, really great. Um, yeah, it, it's hard when you see people getting, like, new positions and, yeah uh, on on LinkedIn and stuff like that but yeah exactly yeah it's just important to acknowledge that yeah everyone's just kind of going through this with their own pace and that's totally fine and I personally have like really enjoyed having those conversations with people like being candid about it because you know for example if I put like a podcast episode this one for example that's going up soon after I edit it people might think, oh, like Danny's so making the most out of (laughs) lockdown and this period. But like I've had really lazy days as well, uh, days I've done nothing and I'm sure you have as well. Mm -hmm. It's just the cycle of being in a similar routine. Like we, I feel like both you and I, me in Queensland, you in New South Wales, relatively lucky to be able to go out and socialise and do stuff. Um, So... Yeah, I guess we can't comment on it, the monotony of our routine as much as some people, I guess, in Victoria or other parts of the world. But yeah, you know, it's been hard for everyone, hey? Um, Of course. Yeah, through that period, or I guess this period is continuing to go on, have you adopted any mechanisms uh, to positively hype yourself up or uh, what kind of self-talk or positive affirmations have you been engaging with 
to reassure yourself that what you're doing is right and what you're doing for yourself is all that matters. What's that been like for you? Yeah, that's been a journey, um, definitely. And I I try to, I think the comparison thing is the main thing that I've been working on on myself because it's something um, I would do like basically with anything I see or everyone I see. And um, yeah, that really had to change. Like, for, like I knew that had to change for me personally mm. um, just to like have a better quality of life, I guess, just even like this period and also in the future. And I guess now was like the best time to work on it. And I really don't want to toot my own horn, but I really <laughs> have seen um, the improvement in myself just to um, really That's realize great. that I'm running my own race, you know, and it's not, it's not about anyone else but me and everyone has their own priorities and that's fine. Um, for example, like, I don't know, just, I'm just going to use cooking as an example, but like someone else's top priority could be cooking and I might not be that good at cooking, but that's not my top priority. So it doesn't even make sense to be, you know, comparing when I'm not putting in the effort, um, the equal amount of effort that they are and stuff like that. And I've just really tried to work on that and focus on what I'm doing, running my own race, etc. And then in terms of like affirmations and stuff, I actually have been trying sleep meditation. Oh, wow. Um, How's it been going? Yeah, it's going good. I've, I've been doing it for a little bit now, maybe not that long, like a week or so. But, <laughs> but it's actually been not too bad because I used to be the type to like when I – I'm about to sleep I would be at the height of like thinking like Mm -hmm. what have I done today it wasn't enough um what are all the things I have to do tomorrow oh my gosh I haven't finished that like all those things would be running into my head and I would lay there for like an hour um and then also have like a really bad sleep as well because it's yeah just not a good quality and the sleep meditation is just 10 minutes um so it's not it's not like really long it's really relaxing and I've actually found it to be pretty effective, like a better quality of sleep. Um, so, yeah, that's something I would recommend, I think. It's been going yeah. really well. If you struggle with, like, this kind of sleep anxiety. Um, I feel like I'll look into it because yeah, I've, it. Yeah, I've, you know, never really suffered too much with anxiety throughout my life. But I don't know, something about this year maybe sounds a bit cliche but also it's just the reality hey like I've actually struggled to fall asleep on many many occasions and I'm someone that usually if I'm tired I sleep within the first five minutes of turning my lights off and I always turn my phone off but I like watch YouTube videos or like watch episode of a TV show or something like that and I just like I'm like thinking of all these different scenarios and situations and it makes it so hard to fall asleep and so I'll look into that I mean I've yeah. always find, found sorry meditation a little bit tricky to do consistently but yeah I'll, I'll look into that I know I've tried like calm and what else have I tried oh yeah headspace I guess I've tried those two apps but yeah I'll look into that thank you yeah no this one's really good and it just like goes over um it just talks through like oh just let go of like everything that you're worried about like like mm. through breathing it's like breathing techniques but like just let it go and so it's really good like it focuses on the things that I think people 
would think about when they are trying to fall asleep, like all the things they have to do and like their body super tense and it tells you to just like relax your body. So yeah, yeah it's it's been really good um, with that. Great to hear. I know um, when I am like really struggling, I don't know if you've ever heard of this technique, but I'll just share it anyway because I think it's really interesting. I, I saw this years ago where if you have all these anxious thoughts in your mind before you go to bed, just imagine like you're on a cloud, you're sleeping on a cloud and you've got this box under the cloud or under your bed or whatever and just kind of mentally allocate or relocate more so those thoughts in your brain into that box. It's a mental strategy, I guess. But because it's a visual thing, like it's a box under your bed which is kind of like a cloud I don't know you're (laughs) moving those thoughts away from your mind and in an external location and it allows you to separate the thoughts in your head and so that you can concentrate on enjoying the comfortableness of the cloud and sometimes I feel like it does work it's like a good visual technique to help yourself sleep so I guess that's my little input (laughs) yeah that's a really good idea because there's nothing worse than waking up and feeling groggy and gross um which has happened so much to me because I just I I just can't sleep at night um so yeah it's just been really good as a natural way to just like get yourself calm and like relaxed so yeah so stick with it as well would have yeah. to be because like the first time it feels really weird and I'm still like nowhere near good at doing like any other meditations like during the day or anything like I tried today and I literally could not do it <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm just gonna like stick with sleep for a little while and see how it goes um and then like slowly start doing more because it's hard it's really yeah. hard the consistency yeah. I think is really hard because yeah. you have to build it into I guess your routine mm-hmm. <laughs> and it takes a while to make things into a habit so that's fair enough uh we're nearing the end but I've got two questions to finish us off uh the first thing is do you feel like there's an interpersonal skill that you feel like this time has allowed you to develop um if I'm speaking uh from my experience I feel like I've just become a lot more kinder to myself of accepting different realities around me I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster couple of years since I moved out of home and being in Sydney. And then each year for me has kind of been characterized by different emotions and different situations. And it's been very up, down, up, down. And this year was supposedly going to be like a really exciting year on exchange. And yeah. I don't think I let myself mourn the lost opportunities of this year because I was so grateful that I made it out of the UK safe and that I didn't have COVID and my family was safe and so just letting go of that and allowing myself to feel the emotions was really important for me and I feel like that's it's not really an interpersonal skill but I feel like allowing myself to you know come to terms with that and accept that has made me more sensitive to how people might different people might going might be going through similar processes and how mm-hmm. they, the way that they're processing this situation might be different so I feel like in that sense my sense of empathy and overall understanding has deepened um, which hopefully I can carry into whatever happens next you know in my life so yeah what kind of 
quality or skill do you feel like you've been able to explore more about yourself and yeah oh that's a really good question I don't think I've thought about that but (laughs) probably during this time the hardest thing for me would be like when I was at uni I could easily like in person sorry when I was doing things in person especially uni it would be a lot easier for me to like um go up and talk to people you know that were right there or Mm. um I would see like opportunities around and I could like pursue them because they were there and I was physically there and it just sort of worked. You can visualize it. It's like in front exactly. of you. Exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I remember even earlier on in um, some of my own podcast episodes, I would talk about like the random um, things that would happen in a day that just kind of led to opportunities, if you know what I mean. Like at uni, you just meet someone and they tell you about something they're doing and ask you if you want to join. You know what I mean? And yeah. You can't you can't plan any of that. Like that just used to happen um, when you were outside. And then obviously once we went into lockdown and we had to stay at home, none of that random stuff happened anymore. And I felt like there wasn't anything exciting um, happening in a day. Like it would just be, oh, go on class, the normal formalities of like a Zoom class or whatever, and then just end class. Um, and so nothing exciting, exactly, nothing exciting would happen. Um, And it just felt boring. Um, And for a while, I was just kind of like sulking in that state. Mm. But I think the skill I've learned the most is like to make those opportunities um, for myself to reach out to people via like the internet and have Zoom calls with people I don't know, which would be scary to me in the past. Mm. But I've got so much better at it or just even like messaging people for whatever reason Um, Even just like if I'm in a class on like one of my biggest worries is like normally when I'm in class and I don't get something or I just wanted to ask someone something, I'll just like turn to the person next to me and that wouldn't be that awkward. But then I feel like finding someone on Facebook (laughs) Messenger and like message is like a little bit awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like I don't want to be like that stalker. But but I found my way of doing it, right? And I found the way of like – still making the connections with other people, um, still finding those opportunities, still making friends even. I've made friends during this time, which is weird, um, through that format. And I think that's a skill I learned, just reaching out to people maybe when you're not physically there and how to make friends that way and stuff. That's so definitely food for thought. Yeah. It can be really tricky because especially with new classes, you're used to like doing a pretty awkward icebreaker and (laughs) maybe you're able to get something out of it. Like if you have a group project or something, you can kind of get a vibe what people are like and reach out to people. But it's so much harder to do that over Zoom. Uh, Yeah, that's so great to hear. Really, really great. And Uh, like, sorry, sorry. I was going to say like when you have to like, pick groups and stuff over zoom like for an assignment and you don't even know everyone anyone sorry not everyone anyone oh my gosh I've been in that situation and that's when I had to like randomly message people but now they're my friends so like that's what I mean by the very very yes so good um I guess this is the thing that relates to my final question but I was just gonna ask like what what do you want to take on board from this year into the future and how do you feel like the challenges and the lessons from this year will be able to 
push you into what's to come and although the future is uncertain, although no one really knows what's going on and your sense of purpose and position in the world might seem quite down and a bit, you know, wishy-washy, but how do you feel? I mean, this doesn't have to be a thing that everyone has to do. Like there's no pressure to take away something grand and profound mm-hmm. from this period. Like You've had a shit time and you've just honestly just want to be done with 2020. Like that's totally yeah. fine as well. But for me, the way that I've at least seen it, and I would think for you too, what do you want to take from this year? What sentiment, what lesson, what insight into yourself do you want to grab and capture and propel and use that to propel you into the future? Mm. Probably, well, like as an overarching one, just gratefulness in general, like grateful to have, you know, like a place to stay, grateful to have food to eat, um, a safe place to stay as well. So all that, all that gratefulness stuff and just like health as well. I know a lot of um, my own family, not immediate family, but like family members in general have like experienced having the coronavirus and things like that or friends. So yeah, it's, so that I guess overarching gratefulness, I hope to remember and still carry with me. Um, and the other thing, I guess, at a more specific level, is probably just like the, ad, I don't know how to say it, adaptation, adapting. Adapting, yeah. Adapt, yeah, adapting. Um, adaptation versus adaptation. <laughs> all the different ways. All the different yeah. ways for that. But, yeah, just the, like, ability to adapt and the way the I and I think so many so many other people have adapted in this situation and we didn't even I know for you like you didn't have much time at all to like pack up all your stuff from the UK and come back and adapt to a different year than what you thought you would have um and for me like uni was open one day and then the next day they were like okay from today it's online um so just with the like quickness of it all I don't think anyone expected it um to happen that quickly and happen when it did and stuff like that. But that ability to adapt, I think, is a really great skill for life because life still happens and life changes. Um, and I was a person that I didn't think I could adapt in a day or in a week. Like I thought, like, I hate change. I need so much time to prepare. I hate things, like, creeping up on me. And, mm. yeah, I've just become better at handling that. And I think I hope that I'm a bit more like that in the future because. Yeah. Change is the only thing that doesn't change. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And yeah. also, nothing, I re- always come back to this, but nothing changes if nothing changes. And it, it sounds yeah. so stupid, right? But it's actually quite profound because, you know, you can't in life, I just don't feel like you can wait around and let things just fall into place for you. Of course, you know, in early parts of your life that does happen. But I think charging your way into the future and life as an adult often relies on you kind of grasping that and using that to take you forward. Sounds a bit cringy, but uh, (laughs) I think it's an important thing for us to take. And I'm sure you've realised you're so much more resilient than you ever would have thought because – whatever challenge comes your way, the fact that you got through, that's an indication that you can get through that period. And it's not easy. I think we're all still riding the wave. We're still unsure. But I think 
if anything from this podcast, we can see how like amazing it can also be in terms of our personal progress and development. So thank you so much for kind of articulating all that and answering my questions so eloquently. Uh, so, so great. Oh, to- this is so cool. It's very interesting to be on the other end of a um Yeah, I bet. <laughs> like, like, yeah, this is really cool. Um, this is my first podcast that I've ever been a guest on. So, I mean, it'll be the same experience for me. Same for so, you, yeah. You'll, you'll feel that in about, like, five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, no, thank you so much. This was so fun. Thank you so much. And I guess um, we'll say our byes now. Thank you. Goodbye. See you guys. Yeah. What a way to kick off the new season. Thank you so much to Ankita for coming on the show and sharing so openly and candidly about your struggles and thought processes throughout this very crazy time of 2020. We're all going through this period in different ways and we're all struggling. So take it easy. I hope there was something in today's episode that you could resonate with and make sure you check out at University Podcast. All the relevant links will be in the description box. And it's just such a great podcast that talks about all things university life, which is, you know, quite relatable. And hopefully there is something there for you. I'm so excited to say that Apple Podcast has now got a dose of Danny, which is so exciting because I consume most of my podcast on there so you can head over and listen over there which is so exciting and thank you so much for tuning in I know it's been a while since I recorded uh, but I'm so excited to continue to bring you guys episodes and if you have any ideas please let me know I'm always up for a challenge always up for an interesting conversation so take care thank you so much for listening and I guess catch you next time